You ready? <clears throat> yes. Do it. Hey everyone, I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband Shane. So happy you could join us for happy hour as we chat on this Family Tree Podcast episode 10. You don't want to say the baby lose in bed anymore. Well, I was going to and then I forgot about it and then I kind of stopped in the middle if there was an awkward pause. Let's just try to do it perfectly. No, I'd like to know who does a better job at the opening. It's hard to say all that. Okay, fine. Hi everyone, I am Alex's husband and I am here with my wife, Alex. And I would just like to thank you for joining us for this Family Tree Podcast, episode 10. You're not going to say that the baby's in bed? You didn't let me finish. <laughs> the baby is in bed and her name is Lou. Baby Lou's in bed. Okay, we nailed it. <laughs> All right, what are we drinking here? Well, we are drinking straight waters because not only can we not have beer or wine. Cheers, love. Cheers. Well, I can have beer. Oh, well, yeah, whatever. But not only can I not have beer or wine, but we just don't have anything in the house because uh, we have been too busy to do groceries. Well, what if I told you I had a... <gasps> Shane! Oh, yeah. Where did these come from? I just pulled out two non-alcoholic beers. <gasps> Oh and I gosh. also have a case of 0.0 Heineken's in the car. Do you really? Yeah. When did you get all this? Uh, when I went to Taco Bell. Oh, we had a feast. Yeah. Mexican gourmet cuisine. But, but I looked Love. up the best non-alcoholic beer. Mm-hmm. This came up as number one. I talked to the person at the LCBO. She said she loves this. I showed her the other one, which is, uh, it is a crazy name. That's the name of it. Okay. Wehenstefaner Hefe Weiss beer, alcohol free. Yeah. So that one's on the list too for number one. I just like it because it just looks so cool. It's German. And that's it the looks one. great. Um, babe, I the reason I got so excited when I saw this non-alcoholic beer in particular was uh, we had a baseball party for coming next to last place in the championship a couple weeks ago, and I went to the LCBO to grab. A beer so I could shotgun one with the rest of the team. Yeah. And I looked up the best non-alcoholic beer and it was Partake. So I got that. And I am so excited that you, you got actually this one. got this beer? Yeah. You've is it good? Yeah. It is? Yeah. It's Do you awesome. know what's weird about it? It's only ten calories. What? Most non-alcoholic beers <gasps> are there are like a hundred and ten. Oh sweetie, we could drink this so, like water. Okay, I'm gonna grab a glass. Oh my goodness, grab two. Uh so the beer we're drinking, the non-alcoholic beer we're drinking, is called Partake. Pale. I can't believe it's only 10 calories. So now we can do a uh, proper toast. Hey, to Cheers the new love. baby. Ooh. See, isn't that great? Yeah. Like it, it tastes like a light, what, pale ale, I guess, mm-hmm. right? But it tastes I, like a beer. I do prefer the other one, though, the German one. Oh, me too. Yeah. That one is my favorite. That, but it's, I think it's the novelty, too, of it being a German. No, it's uh, it's novelty aside, I do think it is the best one. We'll try to have that for yep. next podcast. Then number two, I'm going to say, is Heineken, well, 0.0. And then this would be third for me. I think a very informative thing we could do as a part of this next nine-month pregnancy podcast run. It's a journey. It is a journey. And not only is it a pregnancy journey, but I think it could also be a non-alcoholic beer journey. And each week, we'll just let them know... What beer is better than the other? Okay. I think I just did that. I think I just want to go with the best of the best every week if we could. Oh, yeah. No, I'm down. And then hopefully they become a sponsor. But why would they even need to be if we're drinking it every week? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> They've already got us hooked. <laughs> we're already advertising for them. Um, Anyhow. But people know that you're pregnant. Is that? 
as of 20 minutes ago when I put up a post on Instagram, yeah. So our friends and uh, family know. Um, whoever listened to podcast episode nine knows most of my followers thought it was a clickbait thing. Me saying, am I pregnant or not? We don't really do clickbait. No, no. We're not like that. So Unless anytime- it's a joke. I don't do. I hate jokes like that. I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't prank people like, guess what? Not. I don't trick people in that way. Yeah. So anytime we're giving you two options, it's always going to be the more interesting option. Right. Which is usually the truthful option. Yeah. Just so people get to know us. I was actually shocked at how many people thought it was a clickbait thing. It was like 90-20. Well, think about YouTube. All it is right now, we're conditioned to be skeptical anytime we click on any information or news headline. Like I specifically saw in Who's Viewed This Story, some of my best friends viewing it, yet they didn't say anything until today when I put up the post saying I was pregnant. And they're like, oh my God, Alex, you're pregnant? Did you tell anybody? How did I miss this? And I was like, mm-hmm, you should listen to the podcast. Or just believe me when I put something up on my stories without saying it directly. Yeah. So this is our most listened to podcast. Mind yeah. you, I'm sure maybe most people just listen to the first 10 minutes to find out the answer. Yeah. And then they just shut it off. But you should start listening because we're going to be a TV show. Yeah. Okay. That's big news. And it sounds weird to say. Can you say it again? Because it, it doesn't sound believable. And I just well, want to hear it again. By the way, we may not become a TV show. No, but we're going to be a damn mother beat pilot. Yes. So we we have sold a pilot to Crave Television. Yeah. Shane has a show on Crave TV already called Michael Much, which is awesome. They interview celebs. Shane is real funny at the end. Me and Lucy make appearances. Uh, but Crave approached us and asked if we had anything to pitch uh because shane and i have well he's included me in a couple things before and we work well together uh so then i grinded down i how would i say that well you went out you went out and you started (laughs) grinding down i was like alex let's get back to work here no i I, i'm down with it let's let's use a grinded down yeah you grinded down what would you and um with your care and a lot of guidance put together the pilot like on the computer with yeah. my own ideas and thoughts and then we took a lot of time to go through it and kind of yeah they don't need to know all that but we well, grind I, it I'm, down I'm, well fun. i'm excited about it because i've never done anything like that before this is like a totally new endeavor for me and it's it's weird to talk about because it doesn't feel real because it's not something i've ever had my heart set on so it's just it's exciting in that way well you've been grinding down about the because you're a teacher so you've been grinding down in that way yes now you're grinding down in a whole new way that maybe your brain has never grinded before my brain has never ground in that way so what is the show about the show is about uh okay well shin you and i are terrible at being grown-ups that's not true it is can you do anything I do stuff with my mind. Yeah, but can you do anything practical? No, but that's not all that matters in life. I know. I'm just saying. You can't do things practical. I can't do things like pay bills or check the mail or cook. Yeah. I th- <laughs> and you're, I think you're a fine cook, by the way. Thank you. Um, but uh, the show is just going to be about 
I don't know. Can you explain it? Sorry, I'm just like yeah. It's it's a kind of a it's a it's a bit of a comedy show. It's a mix between like Nathan Fielder, Martha Stewart, Eric Andre's show, and there was a show when I was growing up called Street Sense, where it was basically trying to teach you the things that you weren't taught in school. Mm-hmm. And I actually think, although I don't know a lot of practical skills, and you may not be. Uh, the best at paying bills. But I do think you know a lot about life. You are an educator by trade. I'm kind of a crafty person. And I think together we do comprise one full adult's set of skills that you should have. (laughs) And we, we, we just kind of finished navigating our way through our 20s. Yeah, I'm actually 36, truth be told. But you are just a fresh young 30 year old. Somebody called the old age home. So I'll be doing I'll be doing the comedy on this show. I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> Alex is more like the pretty face, the host. Get out of here. The I, informative one. Informative one is yeah. what I'd say. I'm yeah. just saying don't worry you won't be handling the comedy. Thank God. Uh but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like a show like that for people in their 20s, I would say. And hopefully it's entertaining. It will be entertaining. We're going to we're We're going to work really hard, yeah. but let's face it, most shows are not good. We're going to try our best to make it good. <laughs> we're going to Try our best to get it to a point we've decided where we would feel comfortable watching the pilot in a room full of our friends and wouldn't be embarrassed. Without cringing, yeah. Yeah. And that's easier said than done. Of course. But I think people here listening, they want to, what, get into some mom stuff? What's going on? So So it's the first trimester. How's your your tummy? (laughs) Uh, Tummy's okay. Teaching this week, I had to run out of my classroom, make a couple mad dashes uh, for a bathroom. Uh, What'd you do in that bathroom? Well, I got sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point I had a poor EA, a wonderful EA I was working with, an educational assistant. She had to run in the daycare area, gra- area grab me crackers. Um, but it's coming in waves. Like I, I feel pretty good most of the time. I'm just uh, getting sick in waves. I have heart flutters a lot. Feels like I'm going down a roller coaster. And uh, I'm emotional. I think mm-hmm. I said last episode, like I've been crying over everything. And I cried last episode, but... Yeah. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, the first trimester is the hardest trimester. For for feeling physically ill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for feeling sick. Because it gets harder later on like your muscles and your bones. But, uh, and just like general walking and eating and breathing. Yep. But now you just feel sick and yucky and emotional and it's and, hard. And it kind of is the time you're the least likely to hang out with other first trimesters, right? Well, first trimesters. Yeah, us trimesters don't see each other. We don't know about each other because we don't tell each other that we're pregnant. So it's, so if you are interacting with them, it's merely by chance because it's yeah. it's like a secret society a little bit. It, it well, it's absolutely. But you don't even know. Usually, secret societies. At least you know the other members. Right. right now, we don't even know the other members, and it's only because you know I put it out there publicly that other people I know now, whether it's through online communities or in real life they're like oh my god alex i'm pregnant too i'm eight weeks i'm four weeks like i just found out yesterday and uh it's so if already... you break the ice it's yeah. kind of like saying i can be the founder of the secret society club because other people they might not want to break the ice with everyone of course, but they can yeah. break the ice with the person who's already broken the ice and then you're in this like little gang all of a sudden i like that i like yeah. the first trimester gang That's and good. no i'm just i'm that excited could be a good hashtag first trimester gang yeah it could be absolutely june babies gang but uh, I'm really excited to be talking about it. And yeah, so many women have already come out and said, hey, Alex, like, 
my kid was born at the same time as Lou. Now we're having our second at the same time. And it just Bit of a feels... copycat scenario here. <laughs> no, but it feels, uh, it feels so great. Like, I feel like I have friends, even though I've never met a lot of these women. I feel like I have so many friends, like, going on this journey with me. And it's, it's less lonely. It's less scary. Because it's still very scary. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's awesome. I feel yeah. really good about it. Good. Yeah. And uh, are you, are because you, I remember the day after we recorded the podcast where we kind of announced mm-hmm. that you were going to be brave in a sense, I guess you could say, you you got a little worried in the morning. You, <laughs> you were like, I don't know if I'm pregnant anymore. I was like, we just recorded a podcast where you said you're 100% pregnant. You're like, I know, but now it's all in my head. Now I don't know. Now it's out there. What do I do? What do I do? You know, it's, yeah. So that freaked me out a little bit. It freaked me out. You can't go telling husbands you're 100% pregnant. Well, and then, what do you think's going on in my brain if I'm going to say that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in my brain either, Shane. That's pregnancy. Okay. Like everything's a jumble. I'm just saying, I'm a simple man. Give me the facts. <laughs> Say 99% and then I'm like, oh, the 1% can happen. No, I am 100% pregnant and I always have been uh, since we conceived. Are you currently pregnant? You swear on Lucy's life, oh, yes or no? Oh, goodness me. Of course. I took, I, well, I took another test this morning um, and the line was dark as can be, finally, which mm-hmm. like it took a while to get there. And how, and- many, how many tests have you taken? Well, normally I would have probably only taken two and then that's it. But uh, one of my lovely followers gave me, I'm sorry. You burping here? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, it's the, the carbonation, the beer, and the Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, but one of my followers gave me uh, a box of like bulk test strips, mm-hmm. HCG strips. So because I have those, I've been testing. Well, I was testing every day and then I was making myself go crazy because the line wasn't really getting darker. And I was like, oh my God. And that's like the day after we recorded, the line was still the same color as it was the day prior. And I was like, oh my God, what if something happened? Oh man. And I was so scared, but I gave it a rest. I haven't tested for, I didn't test for a week after that. I tested today. Line super dark. I like... That's so, not the question. Yeah, it is. I, so I'm very pregnant. No. Do you very remember pregnant. the question I asked you? Yeah. What? Are you pregnant 100%? No, no. What was your question? I said, how many tests have you taken? Oh, oh, Then you oh. went on your life story and you're like, <sighs> well, it started in 19. Well, no, because I was answering the other question first and then you double questioned mm-hmm. me. Just tell me. All I want is a number here. How many tests did you take? 10. 10. Oh, okay. I thought you took more for some reason. Six. Okay, wait, no. Six. I mean, you know, maybe 12, like not okay. around there. And all of those produced a faint line or a dark line? Only two. I've only taken two since I told myself I was going to stop testing and wait a little bit. Those produced dark lines and then everything else was faint lines, but there. So yeah. if you were to give women advice who are taking pregnancy tests, would you say do a lot or maybe just no no you'll you'll go crazy and the thing is we all know that and I knew that even as I was doing it I was like I'm not gonna test this morning whatever then I'd wake up at five because Lucy would get up and uh then I'd go pee and put the test in it because it was just it's a source of comfort that early on it's the only it's the only way that you know that everything's okay so it sounds like it's, it's a good idea to do that then. Yeah, but then you make yourself go crazy because then you're just going to analyze lines. You're going to... But aren't you like, doing that it, anyway? You're making yourself go crazy anyway? Well, I was more relaxed this week when I wasn't testing. But you because you'd already taken 12 tests and you well, comforted yeah. yourself. I think the lesser two evils, if you're, you're going to be going <laughs> crazy anyway. Or just get a blood test. Take a bunch. Yeah, but I think... I'm, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say yeah. more tests are better. 
All right. I like that. I like Can that I, hot take. Did I convince you? Because uh, aren't you going to be going nuts anyway? Yeah. You know what? You know what? Bottom line is you are going to go nuts anyways. So, so more tests. And then if every test, if you take 10 tests and 10 tests are red, or if you take two tests yeah. and they're wishy-washy, I'd be like, okay, just keep testing me till the cows come home. <laughs> No, no, I, you know, I, I see where you're at. It's like people uh, that get fetal Doppler. But it's me seeing where you're at. No, <laughs> no, I get that. And you know what? I did, I did have fine comfort in testing. And then I guess it was once I tested enough that I felt comfortable not right. testing for the week. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, just don't buy the expensive ones and waste your money. Get the get the ones in bulk online, the One Flows or whatever else they have. And those can like be found million. on Amazon.com or yeah. .ca. One hundred percent. Okay. Do we do a call? I say we get right in the callers. Okay. Hello, Rebecca. It's Shane and Alex from this family tree. Oh my gosh! Hi guys. Hi. Sorry for calling early, but uh, happy that you could make time now <laughs> that we could get you now. Yes, I'm sorry. It was your first call. No, that's right. We were early. But do you have a question, story, or experience for us? Oh my goodness, I do. I have lots of questions. <laughs> Hell yeah! Shoot. Actually, let me go ahead and open my notes real quick. I've been writing down little notes all day just so I can have <laughs> questions ready for you guys. That's the best. Yeah. Well, how are you guys doing? We're real good. We're just uh, sipping on non-alcoholic beers. And yeah, Lucy, right. I woke up oh. at... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just had my question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're ready. So I'm kind of the person that, you know, I don't want to rush milestones um, as far as like, um, right now my daughter is currently rolling over. Um, but before she actually accomplished that, like every time she would kind of roll over, like I would just put her back on her back, just like out of habit, like, especially if it was like on the couch or, you know, on the bed or whatever it was. But, um, yeah, so I kind of wanted to see what your thoughts were on as far as like not rushing milestones, but also trying not to hold her back from learning those in any way. So like, you know, if you had any advice for that or, just anything of your own experience? Yeah. Um, with Lucy, I mean, like, we saw a lot of her friends start walking before her and things like that. She started at 13 months, which I think is totally normal. I think anything is normal when it comes to kids because each kid is so different. Right. Um, but with Lou, like, we just try to encourage her every day. Like, so I would be, like, with crawling, just say, right, uh, when she mm-hmm. was younger and she could just, like, kind of stand, like – sit there with her head up and not really move like she just kind of wiggle you know I'd take I'd take like her favorite toy or something and I'd put it in front of her I'd get the cat and I'd just kind of try to coax her to start coming towards it and maybe at first she'd start wiggling and then I'd move it farther and farther and farther and we did that with every milestone we'd find ways to try to encourage if we can um but we we weren't concerned about when things were happening and I, I try not to look those things up either. Like, when should my kid, you know, confidently hold their head up by? When should they be rolling over? Things like that. But we did mm-hmm. encourage it. Like, we put time every day into encouraging it. What about you, Shane? What do you think? It's kind of like you need to foster an environment where they can actually learn right. to, to learn. Yeah. Otherwise, like, the baby's not just going to think of stuff naturally. Maybe some things they will. It'll kick in. But a lot of things, you have to foster that for them. Or they're never going to mm-hmm. learn at a normal rate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah, just, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about actual dates. I mean, if you're if you're taking time 
whenever you can to, you know, do activities that uh, enhance their development in whatever's like coming up next, then I, I think that's mm-hmm. the most you can do. And I wouldn't worry about when they get around to doing it. And I agree with you about rushing. I would never mm-hmm. want to rush anything. Yeah. But you don't want to make mm-hmm. it so much where you're going the other direction and you're actually hindering their development. Exactly. But yeah, I, th- I think it sounds like you're doing it right. Yeah, 100%. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, none of us ever know. We just learn from experience and from chatting with other people. Mm-hmm. So, What else you got? You got anything right. else? And it seemed like you had a list there. Oh, I do. <laughs> I don't want to take up too much of your time. Yeah, Let's do it. Um, so now that you're pregnant, pregnant with your second kid, mm-hmm. um, my question was, because me and my husband have kind of discussed this, um, not that we are planning anytime soon because my daughter is, about to be four months um but we have discussed like having a second kid and I think one of my biggest fears is and I, I don't know maybe it's weird and you guys kind of hit on it um on some of your previous uh, episodes about kind of like that shared love for like a second child and is it going to be the same and I don't know that's just like a big fear of mine like I can't imagine loving <laughs> something or someone else more and sharing that love like than you know my daughter that I have now so I kind of wanted to you know see what your guys' thoughts on that were well uh for me I think a lot of people conflate love and excitement so Mm -hmm. that that Mm -hmm. gets intermeshed and people think oh I'm not gonna um be as excited for the second one which I think a hundred times out of a hundred that is true why would you be as excited for the second one? Because right. you're certainly not going to have that, oh my God, I'm going to be a mom feeling because you're already a mom, mm-hmm. right? But you're, I don't yeah. think you will love the second kid more, but you, you certainly will love the second kid the same, unless you're a total weirdo. This is just like part of being human, <laughs> right? You have, you have a kid and you just love it. And you can't describe why. Like Lucy hasn't really done anything to deserve my love. She's just kind of walking around and pooping in her diaper. But I love her like crazy. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, she's the sweetest doll. But our next child, regardless if it's a colicky baby or anything, I'm going to love that kid like crazy. And I won't even know why. But I am not as excited. And I no offense to my future son or daughter, but I am not as excited. But I I wouldn't take that that away from love you know i wouldn't mix it up with love right i didn't really think about it that way as far as like love versus excitement that makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense (laughs) no i think you hit the nail on the head and the other thing is like think about before you had the baby you knew you were gonna love it and you were so excited but for me Mm -hmm. anyway i didn't realize the type of love and how that love felt until lucy actually came out and then it kind of like (laughs) yeah and then it kind of just fully realized and I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. And so now that you know how deep that love is, it's it's hard to imagine having that again. But mm-hmm. before you were pregnant, it's the same thought. Like, you didn't even know what it would be like. But when exactly. that kid comes, you you will have that feeling, right? And that's we've heard so many people say that exact same thing. Like, oh, I don't know if I have enough love in my heart. How could I possibly love another kid? And it's like, it's coming from mm-hmm. your body and it's made of you and the person that you love. I can guarantee you're going to love this kid. Right, it's inevitable. I think there's an infinite amount of space for love. So, you know, the more the merrier. 
The only problem is, can right, you afford it? That would, that would be a bigger concern. I think love's the easy one. It's like, yeah, we're definitely going to love it. Can we afford this child? And is it going to make our relationship fall apart because we're going to go through hell? That's the main thing I'm worrying about. For you're worrying number. about that? Well, if you're not worrying, you're not going to try to make it not happen, right? If you're not worried, something's wrong too. Yeah, worry yeah. is to be expected and worry shows you care. I think you're a sociopath. If you're not worried. Right. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's so, yeah. so let's not look at a worry as a bad thing either. That's what keeps us mm-hmm. uh, thriving. No, I like that. Mm-hmm. But we do yeah, have another call. I noticed we were getting a call waiting. Uh, but uh, yeah, you're welcome for the two questions. Rebecca, ask us <laughs> those yeah. call in next week because uh, we are so happy to have repeat callers. We already have a few people who call in every week. So happy to take mm-hmm. more of your questions next week. And I'm kidding about the you're welcome because we really love when oh. people go out of their way to call and we thank you for yes. doing so. No, I'm so glad that you guys took my call. I mean, this is this is awesome. I'm like fangirling out over here. <laughs> so, I'm so glad to hear from you guys. Awesome. Oh, thank you so, so much. All right. Well, hopefully we uh, talk to you again in the near future. Yeah, for sure. Enjoy your Saturday, guys. All right. Have a great Thanks. night. Bye. Hello? Hey, Nicole. It's Alex and Shane from This Family Tree. Hi. How's it going this week? Good. How are you? <laughs> so good. What is your question or story or experience? Um, well, I was just, um, wondering, I go back to work from that leave in a month and a bit, Mm -hmm. and I just want to know that I don't have to worry about anything. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, what, what, what is your worry specifically? Um, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of bittersweet because. In a way, I'm glad to go back to work just for that adult social contact. <laughs> Absolutely. But then also, like, I'm not glad to go to work because I kind of want to spend time with my daughter. So I know when I go back with our work schedules, my husband's going to be uh, watching her. So okay. I know she's in good hands. Just like, I don't know. I just, I worry. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you know what? I was, no, I was the exact same way. So I went back to work uh, last May. And I was like a wreck for the two weeks leading up to it. Like I was so sad that Matley was ending. I was so scared that I'd miss something. Mm-hmm. And then my second day of work, I missed Lucy's first steps. <laughs> but um, my mother-in-law who was watching her didn't tell me. And then like later that night, Lucy took a few steps in front of me and I started freaking out, telling everybody she took her first steps. And I still had that amazing excitement. And then when I was talking to my mother-in-law the next day and she said she had actually taken a couple earlier, I didn't even care. And uh, it, it didn't take any excitement away from me. And uh, it was more funny than anything. Um, but you, you get used to it. You adjust quicker than you think. Like on my first day, I think I cried. And then on my second day, I was just sad. And then every day mm-hmm. after that, it got a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And now I really love uh, my time with Lucy in the morning. Like I I put more into that, like more myself into that. And I really savor it more than I did when I was on mat leave because I was like, all right, this is just the start of a long day. Whereas now yeah. I'm like, oh, like this is my morning with my sweetie before I have to go off and deal with you know, kids that aren't mine and discipline people all day and everything. Uh, yeah. And then when I come home, even if I'm exhausted, 
getting in the house and seeing her and she'll come and run up to me like with her arms open she'll be so happy to see me it's so energizing and then you make the most of that last whatever like three hours four hours five hours that you have together before bedtime okay and it's so nice like it it really is so nice it kind of like the change in your relationship with your kid when you start to work is a good change in a way just because it does re-energize things and it gives you more of an appreciation for things that were like mundane during mat leave do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, no I think you'll be good what about you Shane like you stayed home the first month after Mm -hmm. I mean she wasn't doing it much at that point but you stayed home for the first month yeah but I wasn't I didn't (laughs) feel like how I thought I would feel it was just like this I was with a baby who wasn't doing anything. She was kind of just, she was laying on me and barfing and pooping. (laughs) So when I left, I wasn't like, I'm going to miss you. And she didn't say anything to me. Now I would miss her much more because she's more of a person. I kind of can roll a ball to her. She can roll it back to me. She can say dad. But I'm so used to only seeing her on the weekends because I don't even see my daughter throughout the week. Really, on very Mm -hmm. rare occasions will I. You'll see her in the morning maybe for a little bit. Yeah, so I can't even comment on a way that is helpful or informative just because I'm not going through what a lot of the – most of the women are. Mm -hmm. Like if I was on uh, mat leave or paternity leave, I'd be way better off answering this question. But but as is, I can say in the little time I do spend with my daughter, which is all Saturday, all Sunday – I love that time and it's maybe I appreciate it more because I get mm. so little of it. So the the less time you have, maybe the more quality time you have because you're certainly making use of it better than before. Like yeah. you're I'm less likely to just throw on Peppa Pig for <laughs> two hours and way more likely to go to a farm or play in a haystack or yeah. something. She loves Pinkalicious. Oh, my mother-in-law loves Pinkalicious. <laughs> I got to check out this show. Someone else was talking about Pinkalicious today. and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Roseanne loves it. She goes crazy for it. I got to check this out. Um, but yeah, honestly, Nicole, like one of my friends was incredibly, incredibly emotional about going back to work. And like she's a very emotional person, very, very sensitive, but like spent the first two weeks like really crying in the morning trying to get herself to work. And then even her, like, she was talking to me before I went back. And she's like, look, Alex, she's like, it gets better. It might take a different amount of time for different people. So don't hold yourself up against somebody else. And don't feel bad if you if it's easier than you thought. That's the other thing. Don't feel bad mm-hmm. if it's easier than you thought. But, yeah, don't hold yourself up to anybody else. And it does get better. If you think it's taking a while, like, you'll, you will be fine. Okay. Getting ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good luck, Nicole. And thank you so much for calling in. You're welcome. All right. Have a good night. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Hello. Hey, Sid. This is Alex and Shane. Hi. How's it going? Very good. Hope you're well. Uh, Good. Yeah. From what I understand, you have some tips for us. Uh, well, I've actually been trying so hard to narrow them down, but yeah, I have a few. <laughs> so, Sid, you have two children. Yes. How old are they? Um, Preston is two and a half, just over two and a half now, and Bowen is eight months, um, but he was born early, so he's really five months corrected. So he was born so how three months early? Yeah, he was born three months early, so they go by his corrected age for any kind of milestone. So basically, oh, wow, yeah. anybody 
Yeah. So if I meet people, I just say five months because he wouldn't be doing what an eight month would do. Oh man, that's a, that's that's amazing though because you yeah. know that is such a hard journey to to be going yeah, on. It's it's different. That's for sure. Oh man, good for <laughs> Unexpected, you. Unexpected, but. Well, yeah. I can guarantee that you're going to have some solid advice then. I, I definitely want to hear it. <laughs> well, not even just about a preemie, but even having two little ones at home is super busy. I, um, I was trying to narrow it down. So the one thing that I really try to do is keep the routines with Preston, so with the toddler, um, just because it's, there's already so much change going on for them. Mm-hmm. Um but keeping his routine, like for the mornings, for example, I don't put Bowen down in his bed for a nap. I let him just kind of have a car nap or wherever we are doing our thing so that I don't take away from Preston. Do they room um, share? No, no. Okay. Okay. No, just like for the day. So for example, like Preston and I like to get out in the morning, so I'm not going to stay home just so Bowen can have a nap. I'll let right, him yeah. just have a nap in the car and we just go about our day. I like that. Um, so, yeah, like it's obviously it's not ideal because with your first, you're super, well, I was anyway, very strict. Like, okay, he needs to be asleep at this time, awake at this time, doing whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so th- that's worked for us anyway. That's awesome, yeah. Um, another thing that I find is if you include the toddler instead of – Obviously, you're not going to let them do everything, but the more you include them, um, the nicer and the happier they are towards your new little person. (laughs) Did you ever Um, find that there was any, like, jealousy or not understanding? Oh, for sure. In the beginning, um, Preston was very resentful, I found, but it could have been, too, because I was away for those three months. I wasn't really with him very often. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's but even I'm sure with any new baby, like they're going to feel um, some kind of resentment or jealousy because you're paying attention to somebody else now, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like the more you include them, like the better. So if something as silly as doing a diaper change, like I let Preston open Bowen's diaper and pass uh-huh. me the wipes or the bum cream or whatever. And then he feels excited and <laughs> that's awesome. Just stuff like that. Well, we're training um, Lucy to throw her diapers in the garbage after we train them. So I'm hoping that we can use oh, those skills. Oh, that's a good start. Yeah, she's like, yeah. she loves it though. Like she like runs to the garbage with the hi- diaper like held high in the air and like slammed on. Oh, so proud. Yeah. So <laughs> so I'm I'm really hoping that she'll be a good help. Future basketball star, maybe. Well, that's <laughs> definitely what we're trying to brainwash her to be. Oh, that's funny. Um, another thing I found, I don't know if you've already felt like this sometimes with just having Lou at home, but um, do you ever like notice you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're doing so many things that you need to do and you can just out of nowhere, she, I don't know, how much is she talking now? Is she talking? Oh, yeah, 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 quite a bit. Like she's yeah. babbling all day with like yeah. mom, dad, car, Peppa, things like that thrown in. Yeah. So do you ever notice maybe if you're not paying enough attention to her, she'll like kind of try and get your attention or want you to play with her or do something with her? 100%. So with Preston, now that he's talking a lot more and like full sentences, I'm noticing he says, play with me, mommy, play with me, stop, play with me. (laughs) So 
I think that's a huge thing, like, especially with two of them, because you're going to be so consumed with the new baby. Yeah. Like, don't do that laundry unless you're going to let your toddler help you fold your laundry or don't clean your house when you're with them. Like, just play with them. Just be with them. That would be so heartbreaking that's... trying to do something and then have it. Like, I'm just picturing Lucy and her little voice being like, mom, like, why would yeah. you go with that kind of thing? That would be so heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, and man. I, like, I don't even know if you really notice it or I just, it's just your normal routine. But yeah. then when they can actually verbalize it, now I feel bad. Oh, so my gosh. Yeah. I think that that's important. <laughs> well, I guess when they're just crying, you can attribute it to like one of 10 things. But then when they can actually say what they want, which is your attention, that's when it is just wrenching. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my goodness. Shane, do you have any uh, thoughts on two kids? No. Um, I I was wondering though uh, just because I don't even know what thoughts to really have but what do you think is harder zero to one or one to two um both for different reasons zero to one because it's a shock to your system Mm -hmm. like I had no idea like all that stuff that my friends told me to expect like they didn't really tell you enough stuff right yeah oh yeah um but one to two because you don't get that downtime, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't get, unless you plan your naps accordingly, which I'm in the process of doing, <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't get that time to lay down and have a nap with your baby or even just that a lot of one-on-one time with your baby, mm-hmm. which I heard you, I heard you in your last podcast, you were saying about um, taking Lucy to go and do the um, trampolines. Is that what you said? Yeah, Something about yeah. Going at, to at a party. Her. Yeah. Divide and conquer. That is honestly, I know it sounds terrible because you're not all going to be together, but sometimes you have to divide and conquer so you still get that one-on-one time with the baby or the toddler or both. You know what I mean? Well, I like that too just because I was, I've was i been thinking about that more and more because Shane and I were reading a lot of articles that talked about that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, while it'll be hard because we're not all together and we're very used to doing like everything together – uh, yeah. It'll be great for, I think, strengthening like the bonds between me and Lou or me and the new kid, Shane and Lucy or Shane and the new baby. And I, I think yeah. that'll be really special for that reason. So I, for sure. Well, while there are like definite cons, like I, I do, I do like that idea that I think yeah. that'll be special. And how bad was the yeah. strain on your relationship with your partner when the oh second kid? Was bad? <laughs> um well to be honest our circumstance was a little bit different because of all the stress with him being born early yeah um and then once we got home um it was kind of like he was just born again so it's just I don't know it's it's definitely hard Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely hard because you can't just be together all together with one baby there just watching your baby sleep like oh isn't she here he's so cute (laughs) now it's you have a toddler running around stealing your attention so you definitely have to make time (laughs) do you still even feel like you're in a relationship or is it just like my new sole purpose in life is just kids or do you have that time Um, ever well now that bowen is real time eight months we are just starting to kind of I guess, rekindle our relationship because the other day we are like, so roommate, hey, friend, like just (laughs) that kind of thing. Um, But you definitely have to make time and you have to remember that one day these kids are going to grow up and they're going to leave, right? And you're 
going to still be together, hopefully, right? So mm-hmm. you still have to make time for each other. And what's, what's your key to is. success there for making that time? Is it babysitters? Is it when they're asleep? Is it like a special date night? Is it once a month? Is it once every two weeks? Um, I wish I was an expert on this. I'm still <laughs> trying to figure that out. But um, we actually eat dinner together um, when we are home together mm-hmm. after the kids go to bed. And that's kind of our time because dinner time is just craziness trying to feed one. Yeah. One's oh on God, the boob. Yeah. One's eating at the table, throwing food, whatever. Um, but yes, for us, it's after they go to bed. Yeah. That's like basically what we do. I think we eat dinner at like eight thirty nine every night just mm-hmm. cause yeah. like Shane gets home from work, the baby's in bed and then, yeah, I, I think that's a, that's like a good time. Like you can finally breathe. Well, Cause then <laughs> it's a daily thing too. Like if you wait for your partner to eat dinner, then it's like a daily thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you still make those date nights when you can, but at least you're getting a little bit of time in every day. Yeah, yeah exactly. We try to go on a date night, I think, once every three weeks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like, actually get out of the house, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, last night, uh, we went out, and we had uh, my stepmom, who's Lucy's Nona. Uh, she actually slept over at the house, so we could kind of, like, come home as late as possible. Mm-hmm. Or as oh, late nice. as we wanted to. And I find that's very, very helpful and makes us feel like we're young again. I, I yeah, definitely felt sure. cool last You're night. still young. Come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you definitely do feel about 10 years older once you have 100%. a kid. 100%. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do you ever look at your photos and think, oh, my God, I had no cares in those pictures? Yeah, it all nuts. the time. I look at my eye bags and I'm like, wow, oh I looked great simply like a year and a half ago. And it's just insane to think yeah. that there was even a time where you didn't have a kid. Yeah. It's like, oh, what did I do all that time? Did I even appreciate yeah, all that Yeah, what did freedom? you do? Mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate my free time, I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> and but, now now I'm trying to appreciate the time I have with one child. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, definitely yeah. preparing for the second. And this is very helpful to know because I've I've gotten every answer under the sun from her dad telling us <laughs> it's piece of cake to people <laughs> saying it's way harder than anything. And then to some people saying it's not that hard. I think you've come at it with a very like realistic Pragmatic. approach. Yeah. yeah. Also, John is hilarious. I listened to that. Yeah. Whole part of it. Like, I don't know about Lorna, but I thought it was easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a positive guy to put that lightly. But Sid, Amazing. thank you so much for uh, taking our call tonight. We really appreciate your tips. No problem. And congratulations, guys. I'm really excited for you. Oh, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Hopefully we can okay, talk have again. Have a good night. You All too. Right. Yeah, that's good. Bye. Bye. Okay. That's great. So let's do the voice uh, notes. Hi, Alex and Shane. This is Lisa calling from Ottawa. I'm calling with a question uh, regarding your recent pregnancy and also your trip to Jamaica. So we're planning on going to Cuba in March and we don't have any firm plans to try for baby number two yet, but I have a feeling it'll happen sometime after that. And I was expecting to have to wait um, six months to start trying because of the Zika concerns, but then I see that um, you guys went recently and are now pregnant. So I was wondering if you have heard anything different about um, Zika and whether you have to wait. I was planning on talking to my doctor the next time I see her, but I thought I'd see if you've heard anything in the meantime. Thanks so much. Big fan. Bye. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. So I don't, I forget if it was our doctor that we read online. Shane, correct me if I'm wrong because my brain is scrambled, but I believe the waiting time is now three months, not six. Okay. Well, we didn't wait three months. I know that, but um, we did a lot of research before we went on like 
Canadian health websites and things. Um, and there wasn't a case of Zika since 2017 in Jamaica. So we felt pretty confident because we were looking for, we weren't set on Jamaica in the beginning. We were just trying to find someplace warm. Uh, and then I was looking up like all the warm places we were considering. I was looking up the recorded Zika cases in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Jamaica didn't have any. So that's yeah, the reason. Yeah, I feel like we talked to a doctor or something. And they said three months, right? Not six? No. And they said that Jamaica wasn't to, to be worried about. Mm-hmm. But I'm not 100%. I could just be making this up to sound like I did due diligence. But I really no, feel. No, we, we did. Yeah, okay. So obviously the best advice here is, and I know you know this and you're going to do it anyway, is to check with your doctor. Mm-hmm. Because that's the best way to feel comfortable because i'm not comfortable saying like to do anything not that you Mm -hmm. would listen to me even if i did you would double check with the doctor but i'm the worst with this stuff and i would wait the appropriate three months to six months or whatever the doctor says Mm -hmm. never roll the dice with something like this just because if something does happen you're you're always going to blame yourself even if it had nothing to do with the cuba trip Mm -hmm. you know um, but look up, it might be the CDC website, check it out because that'll tell you if the country you're hoping to visit is is at risk. And even if you go somewhere that doesn't have risk for anything, just wear bug spray. It is so buggy out there. Wear bug spray. Uh, wear DEET. Like, do doesn't DEET, isn't DEET bad for pregnant people? But if she's not pregnant yet. She no. doesn't, like, she, because Zika bad when stays you are in her pregnant, system. Not to yeah. Get... Same with the husband. Like, if, if you got bitten by a Zika mm-hmm mosquito then your sperms would be screwed up and they could cause so can you spray your genitals with (laughs) i don't think i'd recommend it all right well again check with your doctor uh, see if your husband can spray his genitals with deet because if a mosquito bites your (laughs) testicles directly well i'm assuming that he's going to be wearing pants yeah mosquitoes can go in they're very small and they can get into places i've had a bug bite there before on your on your genitals yeah it was very itchy can I can I ask? Was it the 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 balls or the noodle? It was the balls. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would, that would be a tough one to scratch too. It was easy for me. I was, <laughs> I was always scratching them anyway, to be honest. In public? No, but maybe subtly. <laughs> Shane, are you looking for your keys? Yes. Um, Don't spray your genitals with DEET, but spray it everywhere else. Spray it on top of your pants, though. That would be the solution there, babe. I would say just check with your doctor about everything. 100%. Okay, let's do our next call or voice note. Hi, Alex and Shane. Um, This is Bianca. Um, I'm actually a nearby neighbor living in the Niagara area. Um, I just had a question about what you do in terms of um, for lack of better terms, discipline. Um, so I know Lucy is a couple months older than my daughter. My daughter is almost 15 months old and we are at this point reaching the stage of, um, a lot of independence kind of growing and she learned to walk a couple months ago. And so whenever we're out and about or whenever we're trying to get stuff done, Um, she really wants to assert herself in terms of like, I can do this myself or like, I don't want help and I want to go the way that I want to go and I want to do what I want to do. And so that results in a lot of like tantrums and like frustrated emotions and stuff. And I know that the general advice given 
from a lot of like parenting experts or like psychologists or that kind of thing is like that um, kids at this age, well, this age and like in the two-year-old years and three-year-old years, just the toddler years in general, is that um, you need to let them experience those big emotions and be like a safe space for them and stuff. But in certain situations, when they're acting out in a way that's like not appropriate or that's just in general like bad behavior, how do you, do you have any advice for how you would like um, discipline like a, um, like early toddler that doesn't like, who does understand what's going on, but doesn't fully understand consequences um, or doesn't under- have, like, full terminology to, like, understand what's going on if they do something um, that's not appropriate. So for me, uh, how I do it is uh, I, I gen- generally have a very kind way of speaking to Lucy. And I always say yes for the most part. Uh, I'm not one of those parents who's, like, as Lucy's walking around the house, like, no, no, not that. Watch that, Lucy. No. No, like I don't do that. Some people are very uh, constantly uh, admonishing their kid in a very, like, not like crazy, but in a gentle way. They'll just be like, no, no, watch there, watch. I'm not like that. So when I do, in the rare times I am like that, Lucy tends to know maybe not what I'm saying, but she knows that tone is definitely more serious. And dad's not normally like that. So I must be doing something that isn't very good. Mind you, she does still ignore that from time to time. But I do find that's my number one go-to. And then if she uh, just refuses to to listen to that, I'll just say, okay, I guess we're walking the exact opposite direction of where we want to go now. Okay, let's go this direction because I have a baby and I've just resigned to the fact that things are going to take minimum twice as long. And if they don't, that's a bonus. Um, Also, if she's at a restaurant and being a total nightmare... I am willing to pull the shoot and just go home. I do not care. I will go to a Taco Bell and eat two tacos and be fine. Again, I have a kid. This is my uh, this is my life now. So I'd rather just maybe in the future just say, eh, maybe we don't take the kid to this fine dining establishment. And if I do, I'm getting ready to part ways with all my friends and <laughs> family members potentially at this anniversary dinner, whatever I'm at, and just, bye guys. Sorry this didn't work out, but this my life now so that that's kind of the way i go about it the number one technique uh, uh, another one is the distraction technique mm-hmm. oh, i want to go here look lou look at that stupid sign over there <laughs> huh neon and then all of a sudden she's galloping towards the neon sign that no one gives a shit about except for a two-year-old mm-hmm. and often you'll find if you do go with their plan to walk the opposite way or to just collapse on the ground if you just succumb to whatever they're doing for a few seconds, all of a sudden they want to go the opposite way, which is now the way you wanted to go originally. So that's typically what I do. What yeah. about you, Alex? Um, okay, if it's something that is not putting her in immediate danger or somebody else, like if she's not hitting another kid or something like that, um, and it's just a tantrum because I'm not letting her do something, I let her have that safe, that safe space because I have probably read and listened to a lot of the same parenting advice that you have and I am on board with that so I let her have that time and I'll just gently speak to her and say you know Lucy well I'm sorry you can't do this you can't do this because it's dangerous and I'll just explain things in a way that I would explain to you know one of my students if 
they were doing something wrong. And I just try to be very matter of factly, very matter of fact, sorry, and uh, very gentle, and then let her work her emotions out. And I'm there for her, and I'm not mad at her, and I'm not resentful that she is doing this, and I'm not trying to take it personally. I think some people can really easily take stuff like that personally. Uh, but I just kind of wait there for her and tell her that I'm still there for her and, you know, just kind of gently say thanks to her as everything's going on. And then when she comes out of it, she comes out of it. Um, but if it's going to be something that is going to put her in danger uh, and it's like an immediate reaction, sometimes I can't control being like, no, Lucy, what are you doing? And then like run over to her and grab her and pick her up, get her out of harm's way. Uh, she's never really tried to do anything to another kid. Um, but I imagine if she ever was to, I'd have the same reaction. So when I've got my head on and it's kind of something I'm expecting, like a tantrum for taking the mm. TV remote, remote away, I'm more prepared to just sit there and wait for her and be gentle. Mm. Whereas if it's like, you know, taking me by surprise too, I think, you know, I'll just blurt out, Lucy, what are you doing? And then I'll go grab her. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with Shane in that like you just have to know that everything's gonna take longer like going to the grocery store with lucy sometimes she's gonna sit nicely in the stroller and happily go through the store with me and it's gonna be a great shop and it's gonna be relaxing it's gonna be fun and other times she's gonna be a complete nightmare she won't want to sit there she will kick her legs she'll scream she'll cry and i either have to put up with her doing that or let her run around on the floor in front of me and possibly knock cereal boxes off shelves. Yeah, I, I think a good way to go into any scenario isn't like I'm doing chores and bringing my baby with me. Yeah, It is I'm occupying time with this baby until they're <laughs> going to bed and I may get a few chores done on the side. Yeah, But it's never chores first or else you're just setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, 100%. Not that that was really even the question. The question was more how to deal with the tantrums. But... I've never actually seen you do that tantrum thing where you're like, Lucy's just, so you're just letting her have one. I've never seen that. No, at home, like if we're playing or something like that and she, uh, you know, I'll take something away from her or, you know, she's trying to reach something that I don't think she should have. Yeah. Things like that. I usually just start doing the running man or something. She'll start (laughs) laughing. I haven't seen that. Distraction technique. Yeah. I always, I always, you always see me do something stupid. I don't see you do the running man. Well, not let's not get into semantics. You know I'll do something no, disruptive. I, yeah, of course. Okay. Sh- well, Sometimes I hope... Sometimes we'll do Monster Boys. I hope this uh, was helpful. I don't know if it was, but I hope so. Could possibly be. Question time. Question time. Oh, my goodness. You know what? It is hard using your brain at nighttime when you're not allowed to have coffee or beer. Is so, that a question? No, that's a... That was a statement, but I have a related question. So Shane and I, you and Shane and I, oh my gosh, Shane, you and I were out last night and we kind of got into, um, a topic that we want, that we were thinking of talking about here. You were hoping I'd ask you about it, but you did not drink for my first pregnancy. Um, and the, the, for your own reasons and, uh, you are open to having alcohol now. So I want to ask what were the best and the worst things about being sober for the nine months during Mm -hmm. the time Lucy was in utero well the best part was it helped me feel like uh for being sober the entire duration of your pregnancy made me feel like I was preparing 
for having a kid. And it's like the placebo effect, whether it's helping or whether it's not, if you believe it, you are feeling more comfortable, your anxiety level is going down, and that's all uh, producing real results. Yeah. Like whether not drinking or drinking is helpful or not, it still helped me because I believed it was helpful. Mm-hmm. If, if someone's going into it thinking it's not going to be helpful, then it's actually not going to work for them. For me, it worked because I totally believed yeah. in it. And, uh, you know, I was losing weight, which I find very helpful. If you're overweight, if you're underweight, don't, don't lose weight. <laughs> but, uh, or if you're the perfect weight, don't lose weight. But I was feeling like I had 10 pounds to lose. So losing that weight gave me energy, made me feel better. Uh, and energy is something you need. I find if you're going to have a kid, you want that energy. Downside, going out with my friends, they, they, they treated me different. They felt, I felt like I was on this, like, uh, I was outside of the room watching in uh, often. And I was a little bit alienating for me and for them. Do you think that they felt like you were being holier than thou? No, I just think they felt like, uh, I can't have as much fun or the conversation's not on the same level or I'm self-conscious because I'm buzzed and Shane's not. And I want to be on the same level when we're, when we're being goofy. Yeah. So it, it wasn't it wasn't fun for me in that regard, and it was a good motivating factor to maybe not go out as much because you don't just want to be at the party in the corner the yeah. whole time. Especially like uh, sometimes I I don't need the alcohol, but I use the alcohol to help me feel more comfortable. One hundred percent. I would say I need the alcohol. Yes, I do. Well, just that's why like, I would have a beer during the podcast. It's much easier when you do have a beer in your system. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more fun. I don't know if it's easier. Sometimes I, a couple of these podcasts early on, I had two beers and I was like, geez, this is hard. I'm having more fun, but I'm making less sense. Um, what is your question? Okay. I got I to gotta see here. I wrote down three. I'm trying to pick the top two. Um, okay. Besides the obvious, what is the best part about being pregnant? Like I'm trying to get beyond the like, Oh, hearing the beating heart yeah. and I'm carrying the thing. Like all that I, real I pious know, stuff. I know, for sure. Okay. And this is probably even before the pious stuff. It's how you get treated. But you have to wait until you're actually showing because mm-hmm. nobody cares until then. But uh, when you're showing or even, I don't know, I, I bet I could use it now. Like if I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. And, you know, sometimes I'll go into a store. Like you and I were actually downtown. We were walking home one night and mm-hmm. I really needed to go to the bathroom. And then I think, was it you went in first and you're like, hey, is there a washroom here? And the guy's like, no, not for customers. And then I went in and I was like, excuse me, sir, I'm pregnant. I really need a washroom. And he's like, oh, right this way, ma'am. Hmm. And uh, it's it's so very much like that. You get preferential treatment for bathrooms. You get the front of the lines. You get to board first on airplanes and things. People are just like, generally very nice to pregnant women at this stage in the game are you still allowed to do the pregnant parking i i wouldn't because i know how difficult it gets to walk Mm -hmm. so uh because i have my walking abilities right now and i don't have lightning crotch i wouldn't take that away Wait, can we just stop one second what's lightning crotch lightning crotch is when you're quite pregnant and your baby is sitting low um and it's like every step you take it feels mm-hmm. like somebody is taking a dagger and stabbing you in the vagina. Okay. It's awful, awful, awful. And I had that from month seven onwards. So anytime I take more than five steps in a row, I'd have to stop, 
take a quick breath. Jeez. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that term. Yes. I knew fire crotch. I know that's a, <laughs> that's a derogatory term for uh, people with red hair. Um, but so, yeah. So knowing how difficult it it can get later in pregnancy, like if I was like heavily pregnant and I saw somebody like, you know, two months pregnant parking in the expecting mother's spot, I'd be like, you biatch, like just wait till you get to the stage. I hope that you're carrying so low you know mm-hmm. but um so yeah so i wouldn't do that but and i guess in the early phase like those are more advantages for when you're further along mm-hmm. i guess you could always say i'm pregnant and not be showing but if when you're when you're not showing is one of the advantages just revealing to people constantly that you are pregnant no i think i think it's like the the good things you get from that like because you have to pee more you do have to pee more even early in your pregnancy yeah when you're that's baby's a negative tiny. thing yeah yeah but you get to use bathrooms that are, you know, no, like no customers, staff only. Mm-hmm. And like people will bring you food. Like it's pretty nice. Like I had people bring me crackers this week because uh, they knew I was having a hard time. Do you think like, anyone. Good crackers too. Do you think anyone's ever regretted letting you use their washroom? Like, oh, she's <laughs> pregnant. And then you've just decimated it. I've never done that. No. Okay. No, nobody's regretted it. And I, I don't plan on that. Has anybody regretted ever letting you use their washroom? It'd be a lot easier to answer the reverse of that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, moving on. What's All your right. next question? Shane, how do you think that your relationship with Lucy will change, whether positively or negatively, uh, when kid number two arrives? Well, I think I'll be more like her mom at that point. So I'll be the number one. Because <laughs> right now, yeah, like... It's weird. When, every time everyone else leaves the house, I don't care. Like, it could be the mailman. She'll be like, bye. And then you close the door. And then she's like in tears, like slamming the door because she wants to wave at the mailman. Today, I went to Taco Bell. I was like, can I have a kiss? I gave her a kiss. I'm like, bye, Lucy. She's like, bye. Turns around and just starts fiddling with a Lego. It's like, where's you leave? She cries. Nona leaves. She cries. Your dad leaves. She cries. Uh, Bob shall leave. She cries. Why does she not care what I do? She cared today when I left, babe, but in the mornings, she doesn't care. Like, you see her. We, You and I leave at the same time. Does I, she ever care when I leave, though? Yeah. When? I want to see tears. I want her, like, <laughs> in, I want her, you to have, like, her one of those tantrums we've been talking about earlier where you're like, it's okay, daddy will come home eventually. <laughs> like, no, he's gone. Like, when did, has that ever happened? Not a tantrum, no. But mm. um, she has, okay, she's had tantrums when you guys are FaceTiming. Like if you're at work and you're FaceTiming. And then if you if you and I decide, okay, like time to go, bye, and you hang up, she will be looking at the phone screaming and crying that you're gone. Is that because of me or because a face left a scream? No, no, no. It's because of you. Because she likes you. You've seen her. Like when we FaceTime, like when I had her in the backseat of the car uh, like mm-hmm. last week and she was holding the phone she was so happy you're telling me if that was a mailman she wouldn't react that way <laughs> no she'd get bored she wouldn't care okay but um every like okay in the mornings when you leave to work extra early and you don't get to see her uh she she points to our room so i pick her up and i take her out of her room and she points to our room and says dada every single morning and then the mornings that you're there that that's what she's always expecting and if you're not there and we walk in the room, she's always pointing to bed saying dada. And then I have to show her that you're not there. Every single morning she's expecting to see you in bed. Hmm. So it's like sad when you're not there because she's always expecting to see you, always pointing, always looking, smiling. Mm-hmm. It's very adorable. Um, but yeah, during the week, she doesn't care that I leave either. She won't even kiss me. 
Like she cares at random times, but during the week she doesn't kiss me. She doesn't say bye and she goes ape for other people. Okay. Uh, do you want a question? Yeah. Okay. So this one we're wearing, we're, we're both wearing tie dye shirts <laughs> right now. So I've, I decided to go with a little bit of a hippier esque question. Um, more philosophical, maybe this one. Okay. Of all the stages of your life, which do you feel like you'll look back on the fondest? Do you feel the best years you've had are ahead of you or behind you? So that's a two-faced question. <laughs> so I know that's, that's, that's packing but a lot. It, like I'm wearing a hippie shirt, so I tried to write it like I was almost high. So it's it's confusing, but I'll try to break this down as easy as okay. possible. Okay. Less so, can we answer it in parts? Okay. Yes. Okay. So of all the stages in your life, which do you feel like you'll look back at the fondest? Which do I feel I will look back on in the future? Or which do I look back fondly on now? See, here's where I was kind of writing it from a point of view of someone who've, who, let's say you're 90. You're looking <laughs> back. I know you're not. Yeah. So you're almost, that's why I said the word think, not which do you look back on the right. fondest. Okay. What do you think you will look back on the fondest? Okay. So two times, and I don't, I don't know if they'll one would take precedence over another the first time that i think i'll look back on the most fondly will be my childhood with my parents uh because i'll be 90 hardly anybody's gonna be around anymore and they won't be around anymore and uh i had like the best childhood ever so i i would look on that very fondly and with like a lot of love um and nostalgia and then i think when Lucy and this baby are kids, you know, before problems get big and serious and when everything is kind of trivial, like Lucy's tantruming because we took away the TV changer and like those are the kinds of problems we have. Mm -hmm. I think when you and I are, you know, young and energetic and the kids are young and adorable and nothing's too serious and everything is fun and it's like it, I loved childhood and like i talked the other day in a post about like one of the coolest things about being a mom is experiencing childhood again through the eyes of your kid which is even more amazing than when you're going through it because you didn't realize how special that time was mm -hmm. so i think it's like a double whammy and i think i'm going to look at the time when lucy and the other kid are experiencing things for the first time and you know going to the farm or doing santa claus stuff tooth fairy just like little things like that i think is going to be just like so special mm -hmm. and uh nothing's better than a hayride when you're a kid eh? no no well like today we went for a train ride at a farm like through a winery and around mm -hmm. the apple orchards and it was that was so much fun that train was awesome it was, it was like amazing a, it was weird it was the perfect combination of this is definitely a train for babies but it was also definitely a real train that could still kill you yeah like you could fall off of it it, went at a good it could, it could chop your hand off i was thinking about that the whole time i was like if i laid my hand down would it be chopped off yeah the answer is yes severed completely off it would be severed completely mm -hmm. off and it had like you could flip the switch and it could actually jump yes. tracks into yes. another direction Ooh, it was so cool it was so cool it was so much fun but but like imagine Lucy and Lucy loved it today and she's a year and a half and she was having so much fun. She's like pointing at things. She's yelling. She's dancing. But like, can you imagine when she's like three or four and can say what it is that she loves about it? Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be so much fun. And yeah, I think that when I'm a child and then when my kids are young children. 
Do you, and do you feel like the best years of your life are ahead of you or behind you? Ahead. Absolutely ahead. Nice. Yeah. No, there's like not a doubt in that. And like I had, I've had the best years. Like I. Now it's just like kind of bragging. Like we get it. Oh, You've had no. the best years. <laughs> no, I have though. And, and I get it. But I'm, babe, I'm not trying to brag. I'm trying to give you confidence. I'm trying to show you my confidence in you and in our life. Like I, I, even though, and I'm just saying it again to make a point, but even though I've already had the best years, I still think that what lays ahead is going to be even well, better. Well, I'm very confident that my best years are ahead of me. My childhood <laughs> was like my parents screaming at the top of their lungs at each other. I'm not like, my childhood was the best. Trust me, everything's better from now till forever. Well, let's toast on that, baby. Okay. <laughs> to beating the lowest bar ever. some good non-alcoholic beer it is well everyone thank you so much for joining shane and i tonight do you for... don't have another question for me oh it's two questions oh you have another one just answer it let's see one second no yeah that's a wrap <laughs> everyone thank you so much for joining shane and i for this this fam family tr this, this family, family tree, tree podcast. podcast that was good <laughs> yeah.